Okay, everybody, as promised, today we're going to talk about values, one of my favorite subjects, and um, I've said that a lot. There's, I have a lot of favorite subjects, but values are really what drives us, and I've put a lot of time and energy into developing these over the past, I would say, year and a half. We developed an initial draft. I refined that draft, and now I, I just revised these again in uh, last last month, so in September of 2020, and I think these are about 95% of the way there. We might tweak things here or there, but this is, I, I'm very confident that this is what we will be running with long term, and these will likely be the values for the next you know 50 plus years of our company. They're, they're really not going to change from here on out. They are so important, and as we explain in our branding sessions, to our business because they allow you to make decisions. They allow us to hire the right people. They allow us to uh, evaluate people. This is the list that we can essentially hire and fire on and, and build our team on and build our company on and, and do everything based on this list. This is how we make decisions as a business. It is a really, really, really big deal, second only to our mission. And it's probably one of the single best things I've done as a business owner to date is develop this. I don't know how businesses don't have values written down. And I just, I don't know how they even do things because it's so important to what I do every day. And I hope it becomes just as important to what you do every day. So I am going to run through the list of nine values that we have that I revised last month that I sent out. That will be in our new culture deck that Chase is developing, that we will be talking about weekly, that we will be basing our monthly value contest on. Everything, 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 everything's going to be around these values from here on out. So you're probably going to get sick of me talking about these, and I'm not going to stop talking about them because they're so important. It's something we need to continuously talk about, continuously make part of the conversation. And then as we onboard people into our organization, we need to train on them and train on them again and train on them again. And I need all of your help to do so. So I need you guys to understand these extremely well. And I need you to help train new people on these as they come into the business. We need everyone to understand these and live these and act these and breathe these damn things because they are so important to our long-term success. So with that preface in mind, let's dig right into the first one. And to an important note here, none of these are in any particular order. They're all just as important as the other. This is how I've, I've, I've written them though. So the first one, develop 3X people. We believe great people can not only outperform ordinary people, but they can create three times more value. These are the people we aim to hire and we aim to develop. Beyond the massive increase in value for our partners, we can, in theory, pay everyone twice as much while creating three times the return. So if everyone is worth three times as much as a normal, ordinary person within an organization, we can do three times more because everyone's worth three times. We can pay people much better than another company, a less disciplined company could, because even though we're generating a three times return, we still have only one, so we can pay almost twice as well, in theory, and we still come out on top. So when hiring, it's either a hell yes or a no. If they're not a three times person or don't have the potential to be through experience and training, 
We can't afford to make that higher even if we need to fill a position. We will never, ever fill a position just for the sake of filling a position. This is this is our entire hiring philosophy, really, is develop three times people. And so we're not saying everyone coming into our organization needs to be a 3x person. That's irrational. I would think, and, and my goal long-term is to develop a majority of the people we need long-term. So that's why it's develop 3x people because when we hire them, we just need to see that potential, that drive, that energy. And we need to sit there and ask ourselves, is this person, is will this person potentially be a 3x person? If the answer is yes, then let's get them the training and the resources and experience to become that 3x person. That's even better than in my opinion, hiring a 3X person from the beginning. I want to develop people. I want people to grow within our organization and and add to our organization through their growth. So I believe it's entirely our responsibility to attract and develop the 3X people we need. And we must have a strong pipeline of 3X people at all times. So a lot of companies right now, especially in the dirt world, are blaming everybody. I've talked about this a lot. They're, oh my God, we just can't find people. They're, they're lazy. They're all going to college, this and this and that. I don't ever, ever, ever want that mentality. I think it's a very negative mentality to have. It's 100% our responsibility to attract the workforce we need long-term. If we want to grow very aggressively, which we do, I've talked about it. You know, If we want to go get to a billion dollars in revenue, that means we will have a team, even if the team, everyone there is worth 3x what, what an ordinary person is, that's thousands of people that we're going to need to develop and train and hire. That's a lot of people, and that's our responsibility to do so. So um, this, is, this is a big piece too. This is kind of the last piece is accountability is key. So if someone isn't living up to the team's 3x standards, we have to hold them accountable. We have to offer them guidance and training. And if that doesn't work, then we have to adjust. Because I've said this when we've had to let other people go in the past, the mission is greater than any one person at this organization. I've been very patient with people in the past. You know, we have pulled them aside. You need to you need to hurry things up because the, the standards of the business, the standards of others here are far beyond your own. And that's okay. If you're willing to put in the work to get up to those standards, become that 3X person, that's great. And if that doesn't happen, we have to correct. We have to let people go. It's just a natural part of the process. Now, we're trying to get this right from the beginning. I don't want to ever have to let anybody go, ever. You know, the, the days that I've had to let people go, by far the worst days I've ever had at this company. Um, I don't want to do that, but I understand that the mission is more important than any one person. So where does your responsibility fit in here? Well, Again, we need to develop that pipeline. So if you recommend someone, first, you know, if there's ever an opportunity for you to recommend someone, that's amazing. Most of our best hires have been recommendations from other people within the organization. That's fantastic. If you do recommend someone, be very careful and ask yourself, are they a 3X individual or do they have the potential to be a 3X individual? If the answer is no, do not make the recommendation. Because if we bring that person into the organization, they don't work out. That's not just a bad reflection on them. That's a bad reflection on you. And that hurts the entire team. Please don't do that. But this is this is a big piece of our recruiting process going forward is, is relying on you to attract those people, to recommend people, and then to hold everyone accountable within the organization. It doesn't matter what your position is. If someone is not living up to that 3X standard, you must hold them accountable. Don't be afraid of holding people accountable.
Don't be afraid of it. Regardless of your position, anyone in this organization should be able to hold someone accountable whenever possible. And it's probably the small details that you might hold them accountable on. You know, hey, like, you know, why don't you pick up that piece of trash that you left in the rental car? Stuff like that. Hold people accountable. Or if they're late, hey, why were you late? You know, being on time is really important. That kind of stuff. So that is develop 3x people. And that is really our, our, the core of our hiring strategy going forward. And to, to note here as well, I have very high confidence in our current group. Um, every one of you listening, I believe everyone in this group is a, either a 3x person or has the potential to be a 3x person. This is where you need to strive to be. Be honest with yourself. Are you a 3x person? If not, what do you need to do to become that 3x person, that high performer? And then if you are that 3x person, there's always room for improvement, but how do I bring up others within the organization up to my level? How do I teach them? How do I train them? How do I also create them into a 3x person? So don't have that insecurity that a lot of other people and organizations have. You want people to replace you. That's the only way you're going to move up in this world is have people become better than you are. I've had to overcome that insecurity from the very beginning. Like with Chell, for example, training him up to become a photographer, I had to overcome my my a lot of deep-rooted insecurities in, in, in training him and in, in teaching him everything I know. And I did. And so that is why he is such a remarkable, it, it's, not, it's not all me. I don't want to take the credit for it. He's done the work. He has the talent too. But that's why he is where he's at now. And that's why he's improved so quickly throughout his time here at this organization is because I have let down my, my barriers. I've taught him everything I know, everything I know how to do and really made myself vulnerable so that, you know, in theory, he, he will replace me one day. But that's good because I need to go on to do other things as well. And then the same thing with Chell. He's going to go pass down that information to the next person that comes along and create that situation where he might be replaced. He might be outperformed by his student at some point in time. That's a good thing, and that's what we want to create as an organization. Again, if we're going to become a billion-dollar company, we don't have time to sit around and be afraid of people taking our jobs. If you're valuable in an organization, you're not going anywhere. So just keep that in mind. Don't let that insecurity of training people, passing down everything you know within an organization come between you and and creating this pipeline and developing more 3X people. It's everyone's responsibility. It's not just Matt and Shauna's responsibility to go recruit great people. It's largely everyone here. It's largely our responsibility, you know, 90%, 95% our responsibility to continue developing these 3X people. Okay? So that is develop 3X people. Excellence is a habit. This is one that's been unchanged from the beginning because it is so crucial. How we do anything is how we do everything. We take pride in the smallest details of everything we do. Excellence in the details creates excellence overall. Hold yourself accountable. Create a total intolerance for shortcuts. Regularly practice excellence in all aspects of your life. You have to Look at the details. I the the story that that made this click for me, and it's it's kind of funny, and it sounds a little ridiculous, but it's it it really did put connect the dots. Is I talk a lot about Andy Frisella, um, MF CEO project that I've listened to since the beginning, since 2015, and he talks about how he has chewed people out every single time that that he sees the little the pee on the damn toilet seat, and for 
Uh, you know, probably all men and women in this group understand that, you know, sometimes we don't aim all that well when it comes to a normal toilet. Um, you know, many, many of you are probably married and, and the women in the group and, and probably, uh, you know, there's probably been arguments started about this in, in most households out there. I know that's, that's been the case with me. Uh, and, and so you'll just, you'll, you'll pee in the toilet seat a little bit and then you'll leave it. That is not excellence. Wipe the damn pee up. It's, it's, it's easy. And so he told that story and, and how bent out of shape he gets. And a normal person would be like, wow, that guy is extreme. But that guy, that's why he's at where he is because he has that attention, that level of attention to detail. So when I say excellence is a habit, it's largely not these big things. It's not like looking at this entire website project. Wow, this is a beautiful product. That's not really what I'm talking about with this value. I'm talking about the little small details. I'm talking about respecting the Airbnbs we go to. I'm talking about treating everyone with respect, being very, very kind to people, every single interaction you have. I'm talking about picking up that little piece of trash on the ground that you just walked by. That's not yours. Pick the damn thing up. That is what contributes overall to massive success long-term. That is what builds a beautiful website is that intolerance for shortcuts and that attention to detail with the smallest things. The quote I have here to, to accompany this, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. And that was said by Aristotle or attributed to him. The guy's not an idiot. And this is a big thing too. Excellence is a habit. It's habitual. It is a skill that is perishable. If you don't practice it within your daily life, it will go away and you must practice it in your daily life over all. It's not just a work thing. Practice excellence with whatever you do, with mowing your damn lawn, with taking care of your kids, with anything. Be excellent at what you do. If you're going to go make banana bread, go make the best damn banana bread possible. That is the mentality we need to have as a group. So cut the shortcuts, practice excellence, and the smallest details matter because that's what adds up to big wins overall. And it's habitual. You must make it habitual. It's detail. It can go away if you don't practice it. So that is excellence is a habit. Transparency wins. That's the next one. This one I adjusted a little bit. Transparency wins. The description for this one is default to transparency. Whether it's communicating frustrations with another build with team member or admitting a mistake to a partner, being honest and transparent not only wins, but is the only path we walk. It's the only option. Whenever you're presented with any kind of challenge, do I be completely honest or do I eh, maybe, maybe, maybe not? Maybe, or maybe do I confront this issue head on or eh, maybe, maybe push it. It's the only option is just brutal transparency. And it is hard to do, but you have to practice it. The more you practice it, the better off you get. But these are the hard conversations we must have. The more we do this, the more we ingrain this in our culture, the more automatic it's going to be. It's like getting into cold water. It sucks when you get into it, but then you sit in it for a little bit and you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. So it's going to really suck to be transparent with people and again, to hold people accountable, to have these tough conversations, to admit you were wrong, to admit you made a mistake. Those are really, really tough conversations, but it's a skill. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. And then you'll help create this culture and just make it automatic within an organization that, yep, 
We just default transparency. That's it. We hold no secrets as a business and communicate everything we do with our team. By sharing information, we empower our people. This is another part of it at transparency that I'm a big believer in. Tomorrow, I'm giving everyone another financial update based on Q3 of 2020. That is something most businesses don't do. But I sincerely believe in empowering people. And if I want you to be transparent, I need to be transparent first. I need to be vulnerable first before I ever expect it in return. That's largely why I do this. You know, sharing sharing financial information, that's very vulnerable and it makes my stomach hurt every single time I do it. It's still not comfortable. But that said, I need to show you that I'm willing to be transparent. I'm willing to put myself out there before I expect it in return. But I do expect it in return. Okay? So I need you to be transparent with me. I need you to be vulnerable with me. It's the only way we do this long term. We must practice and lead with transparency before we expect others to do so. Don't expect change if you haven't been transparent with those around you. So this is a big thing too. I want to lead our partners with transparency. So if we make a mistake, we must own it immediately. Or if we need to hold them accountable, if we're not getting what we need, we need to talk to them about it. I just had this conversation with someone yesterday. Hey, we just need to get them on the phone and we need to voice our frustrations because this is not going to be successful long-term if this keeps going on. We need to talk to them about that. So the other side of this too is don't expect things to change if you haven't been honest. And I talk about this a lot. I've said this so many times over. If you're frustrated with something here, let someone know. Let's talk about it. I see all these people leave these companies over time. And most of the time they leave these companies that they're at, they're at great companies. And it's frustrating to me because I know if they would have talked about their frustration, if they would have aired their issues, if they would have confronted things head on, they could have avoided leaving the company. It's not in their best interest to leave that company nine times out of 10. And it's not in the company's best interest to let them leave nine times out of 10. If they would have just come together and worked through that issue, they probably could have resolved it before it, it boiled into a point where either the company has to fire them or they just have to leave the company and then resent the company. If you have an issue with the business, let us know so we can take care of it. I care about everyone in this organization so deeply. So if there's a problem, I want to solve it more, probably more than you want it solved. I, that, this is the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. Is everyone okay here? Is everyone challenged here? Is everyone, uh, you know, are we pushing people to, that's, that's what I, that's what I worry about. So if there's some, is some legitimate issues, I don't want people bitching, but if there's legitimate issues, let's talk about it. And then likewise, if you have a problem with another person at BuildWit, maybe not the company the company's great, but Hey, this person's really been pissing me off or Hey, this person said they were going to get me this thing on Monday. It's Thursday and they still haven't got it to me. Talk to that person. Talk to that person. A lot of you guys have, have told me about issues you've, you've had with other people, and they're, they're usually small. We've really had nothing major because we have great folks, but you'll tell me an issue, and, well, did you, have you talked to them about it? No, I haven't talked to them. Well, okay, so why are we, why are we having this conversation? If you've talked to them about it, and they're still, they're still messing around, Okay, let's let's. I, I'm more than happy to get involved. I'm more than happy to step in and help things. But if you haven't taken initiative, if you haven't talked to someone about it, if you haven't been transparent, how do you expect anything to change? It's not going to change. It's on you. It's your responsibility, not anyone else's. A lot of times, too, I make this problem all the time. I make the mistake of thinking that people understand what's in my head, what I'm thinking. But if I don't voice it, no one knows what the hell I'm thinking. 
So if you're frustrated, a lot of times it doesn't come off as frustration because we're not going to go, you know, be all poopy pants around. We're still going to play it cool. We might be pissed off though. You need to go voice that. Don't let it boil over. So transparency is a big thing. It's, it's, a, it's a big piece of our business. And whenever you're confronted with, with a hard decision to make, go be transparent. Default to transparency because transparency wins every time. Every single time we've been transparent as a business, especially to our partners, we've won. Every single time. 10 out of 10 times. And even if it goes south when you're transparent and things go wrong, you know, maybe a relationship is terminated as a result, in the long term, that was for the best too. So that is a win as well. So that is transparency wins. Okay, next one is do what's right. So do what's right no matter the cost. Living with integrity will not only earn you the respect of others, but will build your self-confidence to new levels. And the quote I have with this one is, without integrity, not much else matters by Winston Churchill. Do what's right. When there's a decision to make, what's the right thing to do, regardless of how much time and energy and money and the other, you know, there might be some significant consequences to doing the right thing. Doing the right thing is not always the easy thing to do and not always the, the thing, to, the smart thing to do for our business, but it's the right thing to do overall. And that is what we do every single time. There's absolutely no tolerance for anyone here doing the wrong thing. Do what's right. You know what's right. Ask yourself, what's the right thing? What does your gut say? Most of the damn time, even if you haven't had to make a decision like that before, you know what the right thing to do is. You know what the right thing to do is. And if you genuinely don't, if you really don't know what the right thing is, ask someone. Go to someone else. Hey, I have to, you know, I'm trying to make this decision. What do you think? Oh, I would do this, you know, because that's the right thing to do. Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. But ask yourself first, what's the right thing to do here? And whatever the, no matter the cost, no matter the lengths we have to go to make something right and do something right, that is the only way we do it, period. There's no tolerance for doing the wrong thing here. Um, so that's, that's a pretty self-explanatory one to highlight kind of a recent example of this, the Sargent website, for example. So we developed the Sargent website. It's, and you know, it's a lot better than the last website, but it's not to our standards. So we had a call about it and, and we said, you know, do we try to repair this old site that we just spent a lot of time and money on, or do we go and redo the entire site from uh, start to finish? And, and I, I basically poised the question, well, what's, what's the right thing to do here? Well, the right thing to do is to go rebuild the entire site. Then it's decided. Okay, great. Does that suck? Does that cost us a lot of money? Does that basically consume the entirety of the profit we made on this, on the Sargent project? Yeah, it does. And it added another month of work and we had to go tear up everything we just did. Yeah, it's super frustrating. Yeah, it's, it's very expensive, the company. Yeah, it's going to consume a lot of our time, but it's the right thing to do. So if it's the right thing to do, it's the only decision to make. And once the decision's made, we don't look back. So there's not one single moment where I've looked back on that old Sergeant website and been like, hmm, you know, maybe we should have just kept it because it would have been a lot cheaper. No, no, because it's not the right thing to do. Easy, done, decision's been made. So that is do what's right. Next one, make 
decisions, and I'm emphasizing this because there's an exclamation point on this one, make decisions with exclamation. We expect everyone, no matter their position, to make and own decisions. Failure to act is worse than failure itself. Failure to act is worse than failure itself. If you do what you believe is right, we will support you no matter the outcome. Empowering Everyone Act allows us to operate faster and gives everyone the ability to control their destinies. There are no excuses when you're the one making the decisions. So we expect everyone to make decisions. Everyone within this organization is empowered to act and make decisions. Everyone. And not only that, not only do we empower people, we expect you to make decisions. We have a leadership structure. There's leadership here to support you, but we are not here to make your decisions. Most companies, it is a hub and spoke model or command and control model where the higher ups are the ones that make decisions. You have to go, if you're posed with a decision, you have to go run it up the ladder, ask about it. And then they make the decision, they run it down, and then you go do it. That's not how it works here. We need you to own your every decision you make. We need you to make decisions. And the quote that highlights this, that I have accompanied this with, is in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. Theodore Roosevelt. Again, not a dummy. So failure to act is worse than failure itself. If you come to a decision, you make the decision that you thought was right at the time. You genuinely believed this is the right thing I should do. You make the decision. It ends up not being the right decision. It ends up being a mistake. We will be behind you as a business every single time that happens. But we will not be behind you if you're one doing the wrong thing intentionally or doing nothing. That is not acting in line with our values. That's not being a 3X person. See all these, they're all tied in with one another. So you're expected to make decisions. And this is a big piece of it too. I want to give people control over their own destiny here. You are empowered to make decisions. Therefore, everything here is your responsibility. There's no excuses. And so I can't tell everyone, well, anything's possible at BuildWay. You can go have whatever life and career you want here without giving you any power and any any ability to make your own decisions. So that's why I give everyone the ability to make their own decisions. You are in control of your own destiny. So if you want more, great. Make that decision and go out and get it. You're empowered to do so. You are truly empowered to do so. So this allows us to give you know everyone the control over, in, in, over their own destiny. And again, me, I have the biggest damn problem with being told what to do. That's why I started the company in the first place. And I know this is frustrating for a lot of folks when they first come into our company because they're used to being told what to do a lot of times because that's how most companies operate. But I'm telling you, this is for your own good because we're here to support you. If you need help making a decision, ask. I'm not saying you have to go make every damn decision on your own. Go and get go go talk to people. Go work things out with people. Go give me a damn call. But you ultimately need to make that decision at the end of the day. And you need to own it. And if things go south, that's on you. If things go great, that's also on you. 
And this also, there's, there's a, a, a strong business advantage to this as well because it allows us to operate a lot faster than these companies that sit around and wait, wait for other people to make decisions. So a lot of times, well, I need to go talk to my boss. No, that doesn't exist here. It allows us to operate quicker. So we can, we can just move faster. We can serve our partners better. We can grow as a company a lot faster than if we were that traditional model of waiting for people to make decisions for us. So hopefully that provides color there. Make decisions. And again, like anything else, it's a skill. So I don't expect you to be making every decision when you walk into the organization. I expect you to practice this, you know, maybe with some small things before you get up to the big things. But one day I want you to be making those big decisions too. Great. Next one. Be a friend. Be a friend to those around you, whether they're on the BuildWit team, there are partners or others in your life. Go above and beyond to love, care for, celebrate, and be there for people in the most genuine way possible with nothing expected in return. This is the quote. It is good to love many things, for therein lies the true strength. And who whosoever loves much performs much and can accomplish much. And what is done in love is well done. And that's the that's the very well known part of that quote. That's Vincent Van Gogh. I, from the very beginning of starting a business, I have never understood the it's just business mentality. And I've never understood operating with what set of values and morals in business and then one set of values and morals in my personal life. It's all one. And that's how you guys should be operating too. It should all be one. A lot of companies, a lot of people don't operate that way though. They, they wear this mask. They adopt a different set of values in business. They go do bad, bad stuff a lot of times and they justify it with, well, it's just business. So I'm the opposite. I want everyone here to go well above and beyond to love and care for and celebrate and be there for people. Be a friend. Be a friend to everyone at, at BuildWit. Be a friend to our partners. You know, I'll, like I'll go have dinner with, with Dylan and his family at his house. That's not business. And I'm not trying to get anything out of him. I just want to be a friend. I want to get to know him better. I want to get to know his kids. I want to get to know his wife, Callie, who's awesome as well. I want to get to know his, his family, his life, you know, who he is. I want to be there for him. When, when a lot of times, a lot of it's not about business. Be a friend. Or, you know, when coronavirus happened, we were doing okay. But a lot of companies we were working with, they were scared shitless. So what did I do? I spent days calling every president of every company we've worked with. A lot of them we, we, we don't even work with anymore. Uh, just saying, how, hey, you know, hey man, how is everything? I'm, I'm just calling to just ask, how, how, how are you? You know, how, how, how are you doing? Or, uh, you know, Garrett, he had, he had his kid. So we got him a, a, a baby blanket. For no reason. And it's not, there's no, there's no you know, selfish motive in it, really. It's just, well, the selfish motive is it's, it feels good when you care for people. It feels good when you love people. It feels good when you celebrate others. That's awesome. Again, and celebrating is a big piece of this. When someone does something, celebrate them. That's awesome. And maybe it has nothing to do with work. You know, man, I just saw... You know, like uh, like yesterday, I was talking with with Rachel and her husband. They just launched their 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 new app. That's awesome, guys! Like that's so that's so cool. Wow! Like what a what a great accomplishment. You know, maybe a maybe a partner wins a job. Call him up. Hey, Dylan, guys, I on LinkedIn I saw you guys won this ten million dollar job. That is 
that's really cool. Like, can you explain what, what you guys are doing there? Be a friend. And this is not, I just said it. I'm going to say it again. It's not a bullshit value. Do it from just your genuine human heart. It's just human nature. Just care for people, be there for people with nothing expected in return. It should be automatic. You shouldn't have to think about it. It's not, it's, this isn't a business principle. This isn't a way to help sell more stuff. It's just, it's just a genuine general life principle that just makes life a lot better. So I want to give everyone permission here and because it's not normal in business to go be a friend with people. And yeah, there's limits to this. There's a dichotomy there. You can't just go, you just, just, wow, you know, we're all friends, fairy tales and rainbows. Like we still got to get shit done. We still serve construction, mining, blue collar world. We still do all that. And so, you know, we still need to live, you know, and pursue excellence and, and make excellence as a habit and, and perform at a three X level. But whenever there's a, there's a chance to be a friend, be a friend because it is, if anything else, it just makes you feel better as a human. So that is be a friend. The next one, I love citing this one all the damn time because my ego is enormous is stay humble or be humbled. Maintain a strong sense of humility, especially while achieving the highest levels of success. We are not the ones changing the dirt world. Our partners are. Everything we do is in service to our partners, each other, and the dirt world. While ego is a must, we don't tolerate arrogance. Okay, so to go create a billion-dollar company, to go change the dirt world, to become the most influential business in this entire industry, we need to have an ego. We need to think, yes, we are going to win. Yes, we are going to dominate. Yes, we are going to make this a reality. That is ego. Yes, we are a highly capable agency. Yes, we are an amazing team. Yes, we have the best damn partners out there. Yes, we do incredible work. That is important. We need to believe those things. However, we don't really need to go talk about it. We can still maintain a sense of humility and sit there and say, yeah, we're great, but we don't need to go talk about it. We're just going to go show everyone. We can still maintain a sense of humility while also having ego. That Those two things are, are both, they're connected. So having strong humility, it doesn't mean you're letting people roll over you. You can still go dominate and you can go let your actions speak louder than your words. You don't even have to use words. None of these great people, they don't have to talk a whole lot. Everyone knows they're already damn good. That's where I want to be as a business. And this is important too, because if you go into a job site with any sense of entitlement or arrogance, no one's going to talk to you. No one. Humility is an enormous part of this industry. It's a core tenet of the blue collar world, humility. Because just the, the blue collar nature, the hard nature of the work, it, it breeds a sense of humility that is is lacking in a lot of other industries. And, and so we need to always maintain a deep sense of humility, especially while we're interacting with people in the field or else we will never have their respect. We can never have any entitlement. And I try to drive entitlement out of everything I do. I'll catch myself all the time. Like even when we get to an Airbnb, for example, here's a small one that, that's been on my mind lately. I feel guilty taking the biggest room. And then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll automatically go to the biggest room. I'll just justify it. Well, I, I'm paying for the damn thing. I own the damn company. This is fine. I should get it. And then I'd slap myself mentally. Hey, who the hell are you? No one owes you shit, man. Like you're nothing. You're, because you own the company, you get the, 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 the fancy room. 
What are you talking about? Get rid of that entitlement. That has no place here. What is that going to do? You don't deserve anything. And it sounds extreme, but those are the little things I try to drive out of my mind because it's that entitlement and it starts small, but it starts to grow and grow and grow and it will take you the fuck out one day. You will be humbled. It's just a matter of time. So you must be very self-aware. Watch yourself. Grow your ego. Become confident. That's great. I want confident people here. But at the same time, you need to be careful with how you how you you know radiate that and how you control that, especially internally. A lot of this is internal. It's not external. I've seen a lot of great companies, you know, we've worked with some, their arrogance is going to get the best of them. And this is a big piece too, is is our partners, you know, most of you have worked with our partners now. We don't have any arrogant assholes in the bunch. A lot of these guys are really damn wealthy. Like a Mike Reed, for example, that guy is loaded, loaded. And yet he's the first one to hop on a paver when he needs to. And yet you couldn't pick him out of a damn lineup if you lined up everyone in, in the office. He just, he just, he's a normal guy. He doesn't have any kind of arrogance. So if we're going to connect with that guy, if we're going to represent him, we need to meet him where he is. He's deeply humble. It's not about him. Great. It's not about us. And going back to our mission, making the dirt world a better place. We don't own a shovel. We don't own a machine. We don't build anything. So we on our own cannot make the dirt world a better place. We as an organization cannot accomplish our mission on our own. We need our partners. We need them. So let that keep you grounded. And this is going to become, and it sounds kind of ridiculous now. You know, oh, oh wow, you know, hey, no, we're not, we're not arrogant. We're very humble right now. You know, we're just working hard and, and trying to make something happen. I'm telling you, give us 10 years, you know, when we're in, you know, safely in nine figure range and everyone's talking about BuildWit and you go on every job site and people know who the hell you are. They see the sticker. Oh my God. Yeah. Build with. Yeah. We know you guys. I mean, that's what happens to me on every job site nowadays. Once that starts happening, it becomes a hell of a lot harder to let your ego, keep your ego in check. It becomes a hell of a lot harder to maintain that sense of humility. So this is something we must be very diligent about long-term. Again, it's, it's another thing you must practice daily. If you don't practice humility, if you're not self-aware enough to evaluate where you are, how, what your thoughts look like, what you're thinking about, it can get out of hand very quickly, especially the more successful we become. And success is no excuse to becoming arrogant. We have to maintain an extreme sense of humility no matter how well we do long-term and no matter how long we do it for. The organizations that have been out there the longest, that have accomplished the most, are still the most humble to this day. And they get too arrogant, some of them, and they get humbled and they go away. We don't ever want that to happen. So that is stay humble or be humbled. The quote I have associated with that one is a great man is always willing to be little. That's Ralph Waldo Emerson. A great man is always willing to be little. Think about it. Okay, this is a long one. I know. I'm sorry. But hopefully, we still have your attention. This is all very important. I'm trying to make it as exciting and energetic as possible. I have all these messages and emails and missed calls, but we are going forth and accomplishing two more of these values before we're, we're done here. So the next one, second to last value, 
is be the example. Be the example. First and foremost, this value speaks to our safety program. We strive to be the example of how to work, act, and think safely on every project we step foot on. Keep in mind, everyone is always watching, so we are always the example to follow. We must live safely at all times, not only when it's seemingly expected. This is a big thing. I'm going to start much, much, much more deliberately training on safety. I want everyone to have a very inherent understanding of safety because the field is very dangerous. Yes, sitting at your computer is not dangerous, but a big rock truck driving by, there's a whole lot of danger associated with that. When you go out to a site, I want you to have an understanding of that. I don't feel good as an employer putting people in harm's way uh, without that, that level of training, even if, even if they are you know, with our partners standing right next to them. We're the example. I, you know, there, there's no tolerance, especially from a safety perspective. I, I try to be in, in a, there's, I, you know, I have to catch myself like, God, we always need to have damn safety glasses on. Because it doesn't look good when our partners don't have safety glasses. But then it's like, oh, no, I'm not wearing safety glasses. So it starts with PPE. Always have our damn vest on. Always have our hard hat on. Always have our glasses on. Even when our partners don't require any of that stuff, we still have that stuff on. We are the example to follow. We're the example to follow when it comes to safety. So I want to be the absolute gold standard when it comes to safety. And this is, again, you know, speaking the language, setting the bar higher. This is another... This is making the dirt world a better place and safety is a big piece of it. I want to become the leader in safety for the entire industry. How do we do that? We all have to be the example. We all have to live safely. And this is this is the big piece of it too. Everyone is always watching us. We have an enormous presence online. You are all always representing BuildWit. Always. And that means off the clock too. And it's exhausting sometimes. It's exhausting sometimes, but you all represent this damn company. You are all the example 100% of the time. It doesn't stop Friday afternoon. It doesn't. It's Saturday and Sunday too. Be the damn example. This goes to beyond safety as well. Being the example extends to how we operate as a business, how we train, our culture, communication, and any other aspect of BuildWit. People are always watching. So I want to create a business that serves as an example for our partners and other businesses. I want Rosso coming to us one day. How the hell did you guys do this? How? What? You guys are bigger than us now. How did you do? And how do you have so many damn good people? Oh, well, let's let's talk about your training program. And this is what we did. Our partners are going to be coming to us. They already are coming to me for a lot of things now. The more successful we get, the more people are going to be coming to us and and looking to us as the example. So from a safety and just in general, this is important too. You have to understand again, this list of values, it's not just work values. These are life values. So as a parent, do you think your kids actually listen to you? No, they watch. Monkey see, monkey do. You're the example. You're not just the example of build it. You're the example at home. That's what I mean by... You're always living this Saturday and Sunday. Your kids are watching you. So if you're not living with excellence, don't expect your kids to live with excellence. Don't expect your kids to pick up that piece of trash if you're not doing it. You need to be doing it. You can't just say pick up that trash. You need to be the one leading by example. And you should be just extremely, extremely conscious of this. And trust me, the most important time to be the example is when you're by yourself. I've tried to live this for the past year, especially 
And even, even when, okay, like, uh, you know, a small example, credit card receipts. I won't, I, you know, maybe I won't, I won't get a receipt one, one time, you know, it'll be, it'll, it'll be off the clock and, or, or something like that, or, or I'm traveling alone. I, I know I, I just don't need the receipt and then I'll walk away and then I'll say, am I being the example here? If I'm asking everyone else to be documenting every, every damn receipt from it, from their company cards. I need to be the one doing it too. I need to be the first one doing it. I need to be the one doing it 10 out of 10 times if I am to ever ask anyone else to do this too. So I go back and get the goddamn receipt. When no one's there, no one would have known. It was just me. But that is how I need everyone to live. Be the example. If you keep this in mind, if you be the example, if you go above and beyond for people for in work, you know, for, for each other, for our partners, for your families, you will live an extraordinary life. You'll live an extraordinary life. And it honestly is really exhausting a lot of times. It's exhausting to, to be on your guard, to be on all the time. But that's the only way to do it, man. That's the only way. It's the only way we're going to knock this out. It's the only way we're going to become great is if we, we live this, if we really, really try to be that example. So that is be the example. The quote I have there is leading by example isn't the best way to lead. It's the only way to lead. And that's Vince Lombardi. It's the only way to lead is leading by example. You are all leaders, whether you like it or not, you're all leaders. You're leading each other. You're leading our partners. You're leading the people at our, at our partners' companies. You're leading the people that follow us online. You're leading your families. You're leading your kids. You're leading your friends. Everyone here is a leader. And everyone needs to live and, and be the example. And again, the exposure we have online is great. It's why it's, it's driven our business to where it is. And it's scary for me to be like, you know, go post on social media. Go do whatever you need to do. This is great. Just keep this in mind. You represent BuildWit all the damn time, whether you like that or not. And if you don't like that, maybe this place isn't for you. You represent the company all the damn time. And that's not how a lot of people live. That's not how a lot of people live, but it's how we need to live, especially with the exposure. I need to be hyper aware of this, but also you guys, you, you're climbing in, just being involved in this company, you're climbing into a much more social arena. You need to be aware of that. The things you say, how you act, that all goes into how people perceive our company, not just you as an individual. Just keep that in mind. And for the last one, We've made it. And the newest one, we've added this one. I'm very excited about it, is it's KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Aim for simple. Complexity is the enemy. We serve industries that value simplicity. We can only meet our partners where they are if we mirror their simple way of doing business. Simplify wherever possible and whenever possible. And the quote I have, everything should be as simple as can be, but not simpler. Einstein. Simplify. If you're doing something, think about it. Is this the simplest way I can do it? And you just wrote out an email. Can I make this email simpler? How do I make life simple? How do I act simple? Designing, designing a website. How do I make this simple? The people we work with, the industries we serve, they're simple. Keep it simple. Don't create all this complexity. And as we scale as a business, this is going to be really important because it's as we scale our business is going to pull us in a more complicated direction and we need to pull back. We need to be intentional about simplicity. Keep it simple. 
Keep it simple. I guess a good example of this is we've really tried to do a good job with our, our equipment that we carry around, especially our video equipment. So I'll see these video production companies and they'll have, holy shit, they'll have, you know, minivans full of equipment and, and 15 Pelican cases to go on a shoot. You know, maybe the production quality would be a hell of a lot higher if we did the same thing, but we wouldn't be able to capture that authentic story of our partners if we were slogging around all this gear and showed up with, you know, like Southern Sight said, that that film crew set up a tent and had fucking breakfast and set up trampolines. That just eliminates the authenticity of, of their story. We need to keep it simple. We need to meet them where they are. So to do so, we've tried to eliminate as much gear as we can while still creating the best quality possible. And it's still a pursuit. We're still pursuing it you know, to this day. We're still trying to get it dialed in. But there's a fine line there. We can't go over a certain level of complexity or else we're going to erase the special part of, of what we do. So just think about it. Just think. Let's keep it simple. This one doesn't need a whole lot of explanation. Keep it simple, stupid. And with that... That is the list of our nine revised values. We finally did it. I'm very excited about all of them. Listen to this damn podcast at morning, at lunch, at, and in the evening. Listen to it. Listen to it. Live it. Live it. Think about it. Teach the values. This is the operating system for our business going forward. This is it. There's nothing beyond this. It's simple. Again, keep it simple, stupid. Nine values. They're all very easy to understand now. I've tried to make them as easy and simple and digestible, but unique as possible. I can't be the only one doing this. I need your help. I need your help. I can't do this alone. No way in hell. I'm trying to do my part. I'm trying to lead by example. I'm trying to be that example. I need you guys to be that example too. Especially, I mean, once we start scaling the business, you're going to be the leader. I'm not going to be the leader anymore. It's going to be up to you. People are going to be looking to you. So are you living these values? Can you do better? I know I can do better. Absolutely. I know I'm living the values. Ask yourself, are you living these damn things? And if you're not, how do you start? And it starts small. I don't expect you know these crazy changes overnight. I don't expect you to go doing these crazy things to be excellent. And, and, and No, just do the little things. And it's noticeable. People pick up on this, man. It's noticeable. Keep yourself accountable. Read through these. Understand them. Live them. Ask yourself, am I living all these? If not, make a change. And we're going to be in a damn good place if everyone does that. So with that, that is my podcast on values. I appreciate everyone listening for what is now 53 minutes and 32 seconds. I really do appreciate it. Hopefully this was interesting. If there's ever any questions about values, please let me know. I love to talk about this, talk amongst yourself, debate values, whatever you want to do, but these are them. They're not going to change. This is what we are running with going forward. I feel very, very, very confident in these. I've spent more time on this than I have anything else I've done with the business. This is it going forward. So I will, with that, see you on the next episode of the internal podcast. And until then, stay dirty.